it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full of frustration. Silly mistakes again. Full of despair. I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. It could be League Two next season. Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get in! Pride. It's been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware. MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando! Major League Soccer. Nanny! Get in! Welcome along to the MLS UK show. This is Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. This is going to be a great, great episode. Unless you support anyone other than Orlando. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm not. This is the MLS UK Show. The MLS UK Show with Lucid FC. A distinctively modern, casual fashion label. Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your Effing Club? Which is your F? Football, fashion or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion... It's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk. How are you doing, mate? Is everything all right? Are you okay? I'm fine, yeah. Um, I've had a few days without MLS, which has helped. (laughs) I've I've missed it so much. (laughs) Missed the glory. Oh Well, uh, if you remember on the last episode, we said we wouldn't do one until after the MLS is back final. Mm. And uh, as things have have happened, and of course with the announcement that uh, MLS... Proper MLS is back again. Yeah, MLS is back again. Um, so we thought we'd do one now, and uh, I, I did think twice about doing it. I must admit, but you know, it's you can have your moment. Can you please tell everyone what you said to me about the uh, third Orlando goal the other night? No, I Go don't on. want to share no. it. Share it with the group. Okay, I said when I was watching it, and I'll be I'll be brutally honest here. 
when it got to 2-1, at 2-0, I was like, I was having a paddy. I was just throwing my toys out the pram. I was sat there going, oh, 2-0, nanny, right, brilliant. All right, well, they're going to win this. And then when it got to 2-1, I was like, okay, this could get interesting. But when the third goal went in, when they broke away and scored round the keeper I and saw the celebrations, I did think, I thought... Fair play, that's actually, you know, as an MLS fan, take yeah. away my Atlanta allegiance and the fact that I don't want anything nice to happen to a team you support. <laughs> I did think that was that fair play. That was that was pretty. It was good scenes. Because I've been in the same position. Obviously, we watched the uh, Atlanta final together and mm. it like it is the same. Like I saw you go through so much hurt with Bolton. <laughs> like I, it was actually a, it was actually a good moment. So I need your I need your help, really. How do you beat the Timbers in the final? Oh well, um, you. It helps if you're better than them. You need a, you need playoff edition of Escobar, mm. and then you're all good, right? Basically, yeah. But actually, playing in your home uh, city yeah. helps as well because Atlanta yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's a there's a few things we'll discuss about uh, Orlando's chances. But I've got to point out that. Because you're partisan to Orlando, we mm. all know that. So um, it would be easy for me to just then become a Portland fan for the day. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Of the interest of fairness, to quote the great Vince McMahon, the interest of fairness, I'm going to stay neutral in this. I'm going to stay neutral. It doesn't matter who wins. I'm not supporting anyone. Sorry to change the subject, actually. Are you, are you warm? Are you quite warm in here? It's a bit warm, isn't it? Are you... I'm, what have you done? Sorry, I might... What uh, have you... D- I might take my hoodie off. It's a bit warm. <laughs> I'm not supporting anyone in particular. But um, Henry's just unveiled a green T-shirt with Diego Valeri's face on it. So I'm not supporting anyone. But I, what I will say is, Diego, you're our only hope. <laughs> you are our last hope. The rest of MLS, barring Seattle Sounders, we need you to perform we need you to win we can't have Orlando winning this tournament so please Diego come on same with the other players as if you've actually gone to that trouble <laughs> how long did that take to uh, to come by the way uh, well I got uh, it didn't take that long to be honest because I got a, a place on uh, the Arndale market in Manchester yeah. to do it and when I rang him, because I had to WhatsApp him the picture. Wow, so much has gone into this. Yeah, well, I WhatsApped him the picture. And do you know when, um, you might get it, where, I don't know, you're having your hair cut or you're in a taxi and, and you just don't want to talk. You yeah. can't be bothered. And then the person, the taxi driver or the barber or whoever you're talking to, will go, have you got anything nice later? Are you doing anything? And you think, well, I could tell you, but then that would involve a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I was in that mood, really. So when he said, he went, oh, who's who's this? <laughs> I thought, well, I could say that, well, I'm, uh, I do an MLS podcast and they play in Orlando and I want Portland to win. So instead I thought, well, what's, what's he going to hear the most? And I just said, oh, it's my mate and it's his stag do. <laughs> so <laughs> so this guy in the middle of Manchester obviously doesn't know who this is. He doesn't watch MLS. But he thinks that this is my mate and it's, what, it's a bachelor party, isn't it, in America? Yeah, yeah. So he thinks that uh, I'm going on Diego Valeri's bachelor party. Who's married with kids, by the way. <laughs> yeah, just because I didn't want to get into a conversation of going... Because when you say it out loud... You sound like a bit of a loser yeah. when you're doing it. So uh, yeah, well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> so uh, I think I'll wear this for the rest of the. It's quite intimidating. <laughs> I was quite looking forward to the final. Now I've just got an angry Diego <laughs> Valeri just staring at me. 
Excellent. And I don't quite, don't quite fancy our chances so much. <laughs> Uh, he's a handsome man. I might keep it. I might just wear this around the house. Yeah, you won't catch me in that. Can I get? Can I get a nanny one, please? Thanks. Um, right. So we start with the mailbag. Yes, we uh, we have got some mail coming. So thank you very much. If you want to send us anything, it could be a question. Uh, it could be a bit of advice you need. I don't know how we'd give it or what we'd do, especially me wearing this. Uh, but to get in touch, hello at MLS dot show. Uh, I'm just logging into. Uh... Logging into the old America Online, AOL. Um, Welcome. You've got mail. We've got yeah. mail. Uh, and it's come from Michael this week. So thank you, Michael. Uh, he, he messaged us saying, with the MLS back tournaments nearing its end, thank goodness, uh, the rest of the 2020 season is unknown at this point. So mm. he sent us this before the, yeah, yeah. the fixtures came in. Um, but he's basically asking, who are our top three young players to watch this season? I mean, some are obvious, some some not so much. I think the the one that everyone's talking about is Brendan Aronson, and, yeah. and for good for good reason. We kind of covered this last year. I think uh, it was maybe more acceptable for us to jump on the bandwagon last year. Now it seems really obvious. Mm. Um, but Philly, we we say it time and time again. We love Philly because they've got that kind of um, they've got no superstars. I mean, he's turning into a massive superstar, but, you know, on paper, they've got no superstars. Uh, and he's a huge, huge talent. So much interest from from over here in Europe. And, and I'm sure that there's going to be a move. Like, it's it's going to have to happen um, because someone's going to come in with a bid that's going to be too good to turn down. Mm. Um, and and um, that's un- unfortunate for us because it's unlikely he's going to come to England. So, so we won't get to see him maybe develop as much. But my pick for this tournament, I don't know about you, is Akinola from Toronto. When teams announce their rosters at the start of the season and they've added some youth, uh, either from their uh, like TFC2 or from the academy or they've signed someone in the, in the draft and they've done really well in college, you kind of, you want them to do well because we love seeing youth do well, but Toronto have had quite a few youngsters, um, so, as have many other teams, mm. that have kind of joined the team, trained with them, played a few games and they're a bit like they're all right they're all right and a few months ago we would never have known that Akinola was going to turn into well was the player he is because we don't get to see him but with Altidore obviously out not really replaced Giovinco still um, because Pozuelo doesn't doesn't play as far forward Akinola stepped up into the tournament and five goals uh, Toronto have not been in the tournament for weeks now but no. that five goals looks really really important I think he's still second I believe in the in the standings for for goals scored um, and they, that's a he will have doubled tripled his worth his value just in this tournament alone in what three four games yeah I think because uh, we mentioned him on the last episode mm. and um, you know he's, he's obviously got his goals and he's been playing really well and I think for Toronto at the moment even though he got to MLS Cup final uh, last year, the, he's the bit of excitement at the moment in that club, mm. um, and I think every team needs that. You need that young player that's just going to excite the fans, just give you a bit of uh, hope. You know, like uh, you look at—I mean, Orlando got Mueller at the moment yeah, who's yeah. doing that, and uh, and yeah, I think he's uh, he's going to be a top player. And I think at the moment we're really lucky in MLS because it's had this perceived. Uh, stereotype of uh, it's a retirement league, mm. but I think at the moment actually the, the, there's quite a few young players. Quite the opposite. Yeah, coming in and uh, and whether they get signed from uh, Argentina or South America or they bring them in through the colleges and, and they come through the draft. I think it's an exciting time um, 
for me, I, this was difficult for me because I I feel we should be promoting all the young players. Mm. In, and you've got to understand that there are some players that will start slow and then gradually get better. And there's those who will hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, you know, my first thought, other than Aronson for this, was actually I've, I've quite liked the look uh, like Pellegrini at into Miami, mm-hmm. do you know he's only nineteen? Yeah, and he doesn't give off a, a young player vibe. No, he doesn't. Which was surprising, really, when I looked and saw, oh, he's only nineteen. Mm. I was like, yes, I can have him in this. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think for for into Miami, a club that at the moment are trying to sign Messi. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to sign Messi, but they've also they they've, they've not had the best of starts and all the attentions on them. I think I chose Pellegrini just because I feel that there's this negative attitude towards into Miami at the moment mm. when actually okay they're, they're a new team it's going to take time to bed in and actually this guy could actually be a star for them so yeah agreed no I, I think definitely it's like so much potential there and mm. um it's going to be a going to be a starter for them th- throughout certainly more than most players that age in any other MLS team also I think like you just touched on it with Mueller and with Akinola when you play one up top right stepping away from the real um real tactics just looking at it as a fan right when you play one up top toronto do it whether it's josie or uh, obviously akinola i think it's crucial that you've just got that player that presses they they're young they're energetic Mueller does it for orlando just presses just puts the either the center back or the wing back or the goalkeeper under pressure and Fans just love to see that. And actually, we've seen a few forced mistakes from that in, mm. in the tournament as well, from keepers not being switched on. And I've, I really think it makes such a difference. Just it relieves the pressure on your midfield and, and your defence, just having that defending from from the front. And I think players like that, that's what he's done really well. He looked really lively, Akinola. And obviously, we know Mueller's, Mueller's been playing on the wing, but also it's the same approach, just always available, always wants it, chasing back, chasing forward. And fans just love to see that. It doesn't matter about the actual tactics of it. It's just great to watch. Yeah. And I, and I think uh, with the new style of play that is being played all around the world, where mm. you do play out from the back, it's okay if you're Barcelona. But even so, we saw Real Madrid against Manchester City. They made the mistakes, mm. you know, when they're playing yeah, out. Yeah. So I think when you have uh, in MLS that, uh, you know, we're not, dis- we're not disrespecting the league by saying that the quality of play there is not the same as it is for Barcelona yeah. or Manchester City you are going to make mistakes. You know, watching League One, next season League Two football in England, you see teams that are trying to do that. Mm. And I think, well, these guys, are, they don't have the quality to, to no. deal with that pressure. So, um, it, And it leads to a lot more goals as well. But so. Pep, Pep said for Man City, didn't he? He said they will, you know, he did it at Barca and he's done it at Man City. Mm. He said they will make mistakes. You will look silly sometimes because something will go wrong. But nine times out of ten, that's the way he wants them to play. So he just play through it just encourage it and we've seen a few teams adopt that in, in that we we touched on it last time with Orlando that they're, they're completely different the way they're approaching it they're playing out of the back it's got them to the final so and I mean talking up a disaster now aren't I uh, in the final uh, as they try and play out of the back but I think um, I think it's definitely a very very uh, it's very pleasing on the eye to watch some of the goals some of the build-up not just from Orlando but from from other teams doing it as well have been Unreal, and actually, I think Minnesota were waiting for that. They were waiting for them to play out the back, and then Robin Jansen just plays a forty-yard mm. pass forward, like route one, straight over the top, straight off the uh, Stoke City training pitch, <laughs> and uh, and Nanny's put it away. So, 
yeah, I do like the playing out of the back, but mistakes will happen. And um, you'll probably use this clip of me when we make a mistake in the final. So hello to future me <laughs> watching this. So just before we talk about the final then, thank you, first of all, Michael, for getting in touch with us. Hello at MLS.show. If you want to send a message to our mailbag, uh, we need to do what we do at the start of every episode. It's the game with a changing name. So Elliot, have you got a player for us this week? I have, but I'm just, uh, just loading the page. It won't load. So. <sighs> I thought we were on broadband now. We got rid of the dial-up. It just goes straight into, you've got mail. It's just a blank page now. Oh. Is that his career? Does that say <laughs> a lot about his guy's career? Do you know what? You're not far off there. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Right. Okay. Hey, Henry, I've got a player for you on the game with a changing name. Oh, brilliant. Um, so this player started their career in 2017. Right. And they played 53 times... For Southend United. Okay. Uh, between 2017 and 2019. Uh, they then moved to Brentford, but only played twice. Who is it? Was he in MLS before this? Or after? He then has moved to MLS. Um, oh, that's a tough one. My knowledge of Southend players isn't great. My knowledge of Brentford players is slightly more than Southend, but still not great. But is your knowledge of recent MLS transfers good? How recent? Very recent. Let me have a think. If you know, and you're not going to just go to the end and then come back because that's cheating, uh, get in touch with us at MLS UK Show Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, and uh, we'll see at the end if you've got it right. I'm Fans of the club will definitely get it, yeah. but I want to see uh, want to see how much attention everyone else is paying <laughs> because um, this has happened while the tournament's been on, and this team no longer in it. Ah, well. Okay, so that, what? Do you mean no longer in it? So it's not Orlando and Portland then? It's not Orlando, it's not Portland. And uh, they didn't make it very far whatsoever. I'll have a think about that. Let us know if you know as well. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So here we are then. MLS is back, final. And who'd have thought it? How Orlando. has this happened? Would be in it. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Portland? Yeah, you could have guessed Portland would be in it. And I, I did admit to you on the phone the other day, I was quite um, disappointed in myself. That I didn't really... When we were talking about the teams who could yeah. win it, and Portland are, are, are always there or thereabouts, so we should have predicted that. Mm. However, Orlando City, the team that love to disappoint their fans, <laughs> the team that become a bit of a joke at the end of a season when they're within contention of the playoffs, but then end up losing, mm. was it 6 or 7-1 to Chicago that season? <laughs> and uh, you've made it to the final. So congratulations. Thanks. I know how difficult it is for you to say that, so uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, especially wearing a Valeri tee. Um, right. This is your moment now. Just how tell me how proud are you of the players and how excited are you for this final? And, and one more thing. You could you actually seriously can win something now? Is that is is that something that's in your head? Being able to win something uh, when it comes to Orlando is not really on my radar. Never has been. So that's an unknown. That's an unknown thing. Um, that's a new feeling. Um, it's very enjoyable, and I'm also not stupid and very aware that they will break my heart, as they always do. Every single year, so <laughs> I'm I'm fully fully aware of that. But in all seriousness, I think it's very cliche to be like, "Oh, we made it to the final," so it doesn't really matter. Genuinely, a hand on heart, this has been such a massive turning point for Orlando, and it's been 
it's going to be so important going forward that I honestly, I want to win it. Of course I do. But honestly, does it matter? Even as an outsider, you must be able to appreciate that this has just been such an important turnaround and key phase of play for Orlando that it's almost irrelevant. We've kind mm. of, in terms of what we'll get out of this tournament, I believe we'll take more than a bit of cash in a, in a Champions League berth going forward because this has just been so key for, for Oscar getting the, getting the players playing this, this new style of football, um, that winning mentality, that desire. They just look like totally, they look like a totally different team. And so, yeah, I want to win it because I believe that the, the right-hand side of the bracket where Orlando have come from is a lot tougher. We said this on the last one. So yeah. It was a lot tougher than, than the left side. Um, so I think they've done amazingly well to get this far. Minnesota, great team. Philadelphia, great team. They've, they've beaten good teams along the way. LAFC. So this is not just a fluke to the final, as much as even I can't believe it. So, yeah, I want to win it, but what a, what a ridiculously good journey this has been for a side that were hopeless for five years. Yeah, do I think teams will look back on the MLS's back tournament and think, oh, I wish we would have won that? Probably not. But for Orlando... This has been such a turnaround. Mm. It's given you, the fans and the players, confidence now to think, well, you're going to end this tournament and you're already going to be uh, like top of the top of the conference. So then that there's more there's more playoff places anyway. Mm. So that's going to give you the confidence now to go, we can actually make the playoffs for the first time. Then that'll be another thing hurdle. Uh, you jumped over the hurdle. Even if you don't win MLS Cup, I'll, I'll lose your first playoff game. It's still that hurdle's yeah. been done. So yeah, it's a big move. I think the 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 appointment of Oscar Pereira has been the biggest appointment Orlando have done. They've had a few managers now, mm. and this is the one they finally got right. And yeah, it is. It's nice to see Orlando doing uh, doing well purely from someone who can look at you and the other ML uh, Orlando fans and think you've had some hard times <laughs> in your your short period. It's an understatement in MLS. So now Portland Timbers in the final. We'll talk about Portland in a moment because they've got some really good players. It's going to be tough. I, I'm not forgetting that. I'm looking at the T-shirt. <laughs> but can Orlando finish the job now? You've beaten some good teams. Can you do? Can you do it again one more time and lift the trophy? I think teams kind of go on journeys in MLS. We see sometimes, you know, when I started watching MLS, LA Galaxy weren't very good. I like to think they're kind of on the up, although. <laughs> Recent evidence suggests not, but you kind of get teams that are on their way up and teams are on their way down. Portland very much a lot further down the, the the winning route than Orlando are. We've seen them in finals before. In fact, since I've been watching MLS, Portland are almost synonymous with with finals, and we see them we see them get to the playoffs. We see them do well. We always see them do well in the West, and so for me, they are on paper a much bigger side than Orlando, and. Personally, I would put them as favourites. Maybe not in just footballing ability, but I just think in experience. In, in that it's a club that's set up with a lot more history and a lot more experience of winning stuff. Hmm. Now, this is where that mentality that Oscar's brought into Orlando comes into play, is because it doesn't seem like it matters anymore that Orlando haven't ever done anything before. They seem to be doing it now, and I don't know where that's come from. But this game, I believe, I don't know, it's so difficult for me to be objective about it, I believe is totally 50-50. Hmm. 
I don't know what you think because it's difficult for me. What? What? How do you? How do you look at it? Um, I think it's fifty-fifty, but that's because I know it's not at Orlando Stadium, but I think there has been a bit of. Um, Orlando have done a bit better because it is based in Orlando, mm. you know, with the climate and everything about that. And the fact that they've not had to, okay, they're in the bubble, but they've not had to travel. They know that their families are, are not hundreds of miles away. They know that, okay, you can't see them, but they are yeah. not that far away. So I think there has been a bit of that. And I think that is, to me, swaying it slightly towards Orlando. However, Portland are a team that they, they know what they're doing. They know how to win. They know how to, to beat teams yeah. in one-off matches. And I think they have got the players to, to go. And they always seem to go under the radar, Portland. Portland are never that side that wins supporters' shield. They're never that side that has a player who's scoring 30 goals in a season. They do what they need to do. Mm. And I think that is uh, the one thing Orlando should be worried about because... Yeah, Nani has been in finals before, but no, it's not many Orlando players no, that no, have been no. in finals. Whereas Portland, yeah. you can look at a number of their players and say they've been in a final, they've been in a final, they've won stuff before. So it's going to be such an intriguing battle, but from an Orlando side, you have to win one. You've got mm. to win your first one sometime, so might as well be now. Yeah, uh, like I say, they've beaten LAFC on, on the way, so the, I think the... The confidence and the ability is, is there, but like you say, they've just Portland have got those players that have, that are experienced. I'm looking at Nani, I'm looking at Halese, the keeper who's played in a World Cup. Other than that, I may be totally wrong, but I'm I'm don't think I'm missing anyone who's got real mm. real experience in these massive games. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But I'm like I say, I'm just so excited for it because I feel when you come into it as a team that never wins anything. I'm just so I'm just so excited for the event rather than yeah. the the game is kind of like oh yeah oh it's a final and we could actually win something here it's kind of an afterthought yeah and I think uh, Orlando have the players like we saw with Nani in the semi-finals they have Nani who can just change the game like that yeah you need a bit of a whether it's a long ball to someone who can control it keep it and and then go towards the goal or whether someone who can just bring a bit of magic mm. or Nani is that player can, I mean can we just talk about those goals because we have. Those those couple of goals from Nani, hmm. that is that's the difference. That's your that's your designated player, because yeah. both of them. The first one, the touch to take it past the defender. No one's expecting that. Even watching it, you're expecting him to take a touch and cut inside. And he beats the defender with that first touch straight into the box. That just root one straight in. And the other one, I mean, we all we we can all appreciate a curled effort into the far corner. We see it week in week out in, in leagues across the world. That was just seemed a little bit more special. Yeah, well, the thing is for me, the second goal, we know Nani can do that. So mm. that didn't surprise me. I, and the first one didn't surprise me. But it just the first one was a better goal for me just because he had to take it, control yeah, it, yeah. and then get past, past his man and then uh, put it past the goalkeeper. And I thought that is, that's the sign of a quality player. Yeah. Because with respect to... Uh, I mean... We can all have the ball and and have a one-off. I know Nani does it a lot more than mm. one-off, but I'm saying that that second goal was a great goal. But he, he, one lucky kick of the football, we can all do that. <laughs> yeah, that first one to control it and then to finish it. Yeah, top goal, top player. He's found his form in MLS, and he, he I think, I think last year he showed glimpses. Mm. You know, I was there against New England when he scored that great goal. <sighs> what a goal! It was he showed glimpses now. He's he's getting into the swing of things now, and um, but again, I don't know whether it's because 
if you think of MLS, it's so different to other leagues. The the fact that you one week you're at home, and then the next week you've got to travel. The equivalent of what in Europe would be to, I don't know, the other side of Europe yeah. for a Champions League game for an away game. So maybe with him being just based in one area, maybe that's helped him a bit because he'd mm. be used to that with uh, World Cups with Portugal. Yeah, yeah. More like a European kind of thing. So uh, maybe that's helped him settle a bit. So we'll have to see how he does after this final. But I tell you what, he's he's a player. I would rather have him in a final than be against him, put it that way. Can I ask you, Nanny or Valeri, the man on your T-shirt right now? Um, if would, you had to pick one for your team. That's a tough one. I would say Valeri has done it for a lot longer in this league. And I think Valeri... I love Valeri. That's why I've paid £15 to have a T-shirt. 15 made. quid? It was worth it. Um, so I would just go Valeri right now. However, as I said, I mean, would you, I put the question back to you. You don't want to face Valeri in a final. You don't want to face Nanny in the final. No. It's, you know, I think Nanny has probably got the... Nanny's got the moments of magic a bit more than mm. Valeri, but I think Valeri's that more consistent over the game so yeah. that's why I would probably just have Valeri but I wouldn't like to be facing Nani as well on a final point for the final I think I would be twice as confident if we had a proper striker mm. an attacker because we've been playing without an attacker really mm. we've, you've got Tesho Akindeli up there but I mean has been used on the wing previously you know he's not he's not a 20 goal a season striker we don't have that we've not really had that since Kyle Larin. And I just I just wonder how dangerous we would have been in this tournament with a proper out-and-out striker. Yeah, but then does that... Sometimes if you've got an out-and-out striker, it takes it away a bit from the, from the wingers. Mm. Their main aim is to cross the ball in or feed that striker. So maybe you wouldn't have done as well because it would have been different. It's hard to say. Yeah. Last episode, um, I promised that whoever won MLS is back, that would be my next... Henry's Guide to North America. And we've got to the final. And you may remember we did Portland last time. So I guess that leaves one team. So just to round off talking about MLS's back final for now, Elliot Holman, shall we do Henry's Guide to Orlando? Famous, of course, for its music that sounds like this. Famous for its country music, Orlando. I, I, I did a, a boat tour. And the guy looked like Tiger King. He took <laughs> us on it. So I'm sure we do listen to country music in Orlando. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henry. Uh, did you know that Orlando is home to 100 lakes? Lake Eola. Have I said that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love how you're asking me. <laughs> uh, in downtown Orlando is actually a giant sinkhole. It's a, technically a lake, but it's a giant sinkhole. Sorry, can we just start? Do you want me to act like I don't know... All of this, like I've never play, play along. Okay, because people hey, might not know. Hey Henry, tell me yeah. about tell me more about the sinkhole that is Lake Eola. Well, uh, at its uh, at its more most depth, it's eighty feet at its deepest point. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Orlando was once the main hub for Florida's citrus industry. We would explain the citrus ball, and that was because after a deep freeze in the late eighteen hundreds, it caused northern farmers to bring over citrus farming down south and they chose Orlando uh, there's no official documentation of how Orlando uh, received its name although it was previously named uh, Jernigan and that's off uh, one of the settlers 
that uh, settled in the area. Uh, many believe that the uh, name Orlando comes from uh, a character in Shakespeare's As You Like It. Never knew that. Uh, 68, uh, no, 66 million, sorry, people visited Orlando in uh, 2015. That's more than any other destination in the world and is the equivalent to the population of Atlanta. Wow. And the UK, funnily enough. (laughs) Um, And uh, finally, Orlando is the lightning capital of America and it's also the home to the world's largest McDonald's. Have yeah, you, it is. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, the yeah. milkshakes. We've been here before, but the milkshakes. <laughs> 18,000 square foot restaurant. It's home to a giant play place. They don't do that here in the UK anymore. They used to have like little play yeah, areas yeah, and yeah. McDonald's. They don't do it. But then our McDonald's aren't two stories and 18,000 <laughs> square feet. Uh, so there you go, Elliot. That is Henry's Guide to Orlando. Um, it's also home to, obviously, it's like the theme park capital of the world. Mm-hmm. It was ho- Do you know what its first theme park was? No, go on. In 1949, they opened Gatorland. Oh, and it which was, is amazing, by the way. It was home to a 15-foot alligator, which was said to be the biggest in the world. Wow. They're checked for uh, famous people from Orlando, and there's not many we may know in this country. Like, Wesley Snipes is from Orlando, the actor, but other than that, it's really... I, don't, I couldn't. I didn't look at someone and think, oh, yeah, we'd know them in the UK. However, yeah. who's your favourite musical artist? Uh, they did mention this. They did mention it. So Justin Timberlake has a link to Orlando, but yeah. he is not from Orlando. No, he's we, from Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, uh, which we may mention. Uh, I guess I can't really be Nashville. Nashville's probably the closest yeah. to that. So I may throw that in But when we do Nashville. Uh, but uh, that was Henry's Guide to uh, North America. If you want me to visit your... Uh, nearest MLS team. Uh, I've done quite a few. Uh, let's see, Minnesota, Orlando. Uh, we did Cincinnati. Did Portland. Portland. We did... All famous for their country music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did Vancouver as well. Can um, we hurry up and do Nashville so we can actually do country music? <laughs> well, if you want me to do Nashville, email us hello at MLS.show. You can get in touch at MLS, uh, UK show on social media. And uh, yeah, tell me, where should I go next time? MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Okay, now I'm a little bit disappointed this has happened just a few days before the biggest final in MLS history. Mm. Um, could definitely could have waited, but MLS is back again. Yes, uh, I I must admit, I really like how they've done this. They've took the attention away from the MLS's back final. Which... It's a joke. If it was LAFC in Atlanta, they would never have done it. <laughs> they probably wouldn't, no, It's a joke. They did, so I'm grateful for uh, for Don and his team for doing this. Uh, but MLS is back, and it's back sooner than what we thought, because we were planning on doing um, you know a new episode after the final. Yeah. But because MLS is back again, comes str- like it's two what two days the next yeah, day yeah. is it uh, afterwards? Then uh, we felt well we had to we had to do it, and it's kicking off with Dallas versus Nashville uh, quite a few times actually. The fixture we've been denied many times uh, is happening, so it's so that they can catch up. So mm. if you remember the first three games of the MLS's back group stages, all counted towards the regular season. Uh, Dallas and Nashville, of course, were sent home due to the amount of COVID cases they had within the bubble. So they're going to get their catch-up games. So they're going to play each other and get their opportunity finally to get some points on the board. Although they're, they're still not bottom. So there's teams that have done worse. 
yeah, you're right. Inter Miami are uh, a rock bottom as we speak. But um, yeah, so Dallas v Nashville then. So they're going to have three games. Um, FC Dallas saying that they they're perhaps going to allow is it five thousand fans into the stadium? Yeah, there's a lot of talk over sort of like phase one and phase two. So sometimes uh, in phase two, you know, there's a chance that we might get fans. This is from what I understand. This is going to depend on the local authorities. Mm. So we may see some fans allowed to go and watch teams in phase one. Um, but uh, in other places, especially in the likes of Florida, where the cases are, are really bad, that that's, that's not going to happen. No. So it's going to be different depending on the local um, advice from authorities. But it's just good to get it going again. I think because what's happening is teams are just playing their the teams closest to them. Yeah. So, for example, you have San Jose and LA times two and Atlanta and Orlando and Miami. And... I think it's a bit of a shame because whoever now wins this year, I just think this is going to tarnish it a little bit. I think the MLS is back tournament. You maybe could have got away with it because it was getting things up and running again. But realistically, and I haven't looked into this, but I, I mentioned to you, there will be a team who's like a dominant team who's probably going to be playing two other sides that are not as good. And they're yeah. going to play them a lot. And therefore, I, th- I feel like this might skew it a little bit. Yeah, Um you can understand why they're doing it. And, yeah, you've got to keep it local and it means that there's no one travelling yeah, vast yeah. distances. So you can understand it. But I I do agree with you just purely on the fact that LA, El Trafico, sorry, is going to be playing again. And we've just had it in MLS's yeah. back. We had it in the playoffs last year. And I just feel that you can overdo it. And I think that's, there's an element of that. Um, but on the other hand, LA Galaxy, in the, the alternate to what you've just said there, LA Galaxy could end up this season finishing bottom because they're having to play LAFC, who, uh, with respect to LA Galaxy, we saw in MLS's back, LAFC are just a bit further yeah. on at the moment than where LA Galaxy are. So LA Galaxy could lose. San Jose are playing well as well. Mm. So they could end up being bottom just purely because they've played LAFC like four times this season. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's how are they going to do it? I think I, I agree with you. I think this year is a complete freak year and whoever wins it, it will always be known as that season mm. where, um, I don't know, some t- like, yeah. it's gonna Orlando be... got to a final, for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a regular season. So we've got to make the most of it. I'm glad they're playing rather than mm. not. But um, I, you don't know. We could end it and, and suddenly it's... We'll look back in history and think, actually, that season was quite a good season. Certainly but, be unique, won't it? Yeah, I am looking for you know, looking at it being back to normal. I can't mm. wait for that. Yeah. Um, I, I think as well, does it take a little bit away from the rivalries? We build up the... Well, mm. sorry. MLS build up the rivalries <laughs> so much. I'm happy because genuinely, I've said this to you for years, this Atlanta rivalry. Yes, they're, they're better than Orlando. They've been better than Orlando for every single year they've been in MLS. I don't dispute that. No, like the rivalry was forced. We've talked about this before. Now Orlando have Miami. That's a real right. They're in the same state. Mm. They're not. They're not too far apart. You know, we we see um, Houston and Dallas. You know, there's proper real rivalries. You know, and so Miami's the. I'm I'm properly invested in this one because I like I I I like it. I think it's think it's spot on. I think it's one of the first ones that have has been a real rivalry. Yeah. That's been that's been born, but then we've already played them to kick off the MLS's back tournament. Now we're going to play them twice again, probably again before the end of the season. We don't know what the plans are. 
I, I, I just wonder whether we're just taking a bit away from the rival. It's just going to be like, oh, playing them again. Yeah, I, I think it'll change, though, when you allow fans back in, um, mm. 100% fans back in. So Orlando would have played into Miami and, um, you know, like Nashville would have played Atlanta. I, sorry, I know Nashville have already played Atlanta. Yeah. But uh, going forward now, we're going to play them a few more times with, with no crowd. And it's... I think the rivalry aspect of it, as much as you can play it up on social media, it's it's when you're in the stadium. Yeah, of course. It's the two fans going at it. We heard it with uh, LAFC and LA Galaxy last year. Like, like the rivalry, even us watching thousands of miles away, <laughs> we could tell on the TV, yeah. this is a great atmosphere. So I think that will build and that will come again. And, and I, what I think is great about this at the moment is MLS are forcing a few rivalries. But there are also some fierce rivalries and there's going to be going forward. And whereas in England, each team has the main rivals, but you also have a few others, that will happen in MLS. Like you look when Austin come in and Columbus, that would yeah, be a yeah. new rivalry for them. So uh, I think it's, yeah, they, they're trying to push it. But when your local rivals are your biggest rivals and this is the only way you've got to deal with it, mm. you can't help it, can you? Yeah, it's just one of those years, but I... I'm just gutted because we've got a hundred percent record against Miami. That's now going now going on like on the line again. Um, uh, yeah. Right, I've got uh, I've got a different version of uh, the Price is Right for you today. Oh right, okay, this is interesting. So this week it's all to do with the odds and the percentages that MLS have been tweeting oh. throughout the tournament. You, this has really annoyed you, hasn't it? Not from an Orlando point of view, just. In general, it's right. an, it's annoyed me. But Henry Hewitt, go on. Come on down. Yes. Uh, so, if you've never heard the Jason Crisis right before, it's where it's basically a higher or lower game. Uh, so, Henry, I'm going to give you a percentage that MLS claimed a club was most likely to win the MLS's back tournament, and then you tell me if the next one is higher or lower. Okay. So on the 17th of July, Toronto FC were given an 8% chance of winning it all. Right. Higher or lower, Philadelphia Union. Oh, um, let's see. Philadelphia's group compared to Toronto's. I'm going to say higher. It was higher by 1%. Ah. Higher than Philadelphia Union's 9%, Columbus Crew. Hmm. Are you saying it was higher or are you asking it higher or lower? Higher or lower. Uh, Columbus. Oh, well, Columbus had Atlanta and New York Red Bulls in their group. I'm going to say lower. It was lower, 6%. Tied with Chicago and Minnesota. Mm. Uh, now, on the 24th of July, Toronto's percentage was 8. Higher or lower, Seattle Sounders. Oh, uh, Seattle were higher. They weren't. They were lower. Really? Yeah. And they gave LAFC 21%. <laughs> <laughs> well, that went well. And we all know what happened there. Uh, ah. So they've been wrong every single time. And even uh, the Minnesota-Orlando game, they got wrong as well. So um, interestingly for the final, they've backed Orlando. Have they? But... Yeah. 51% to 49. Oh. Basically, they have no clue, but we already knew that because we've seen <laughs> that throughout the entire tournament. They've had a meeting and thought, right, we've been wrong so far. Like, yeah. what can we do to... And I'm surprised it's not 50 I was going to say, I'm surprised they didn't just sit on the fence and go, see, told you. 
Uh, wow, okay, well, we'll see. 51%. That's, it is close, but we can't call it, so... Um, that does put the odds in Portland's favour because um, it's kind of become a curse throughout the tournament, like the the percentage curse that everyone's been uh, been backed and then they've fallen away, so we'll see. Ah, uh, well, and I'm I'm not supporting anyone. I'm not following anyone. No, he I'm being neutral with his Diego Valeri T-shirt on. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Now, um, we need to address... Something that happened uh, late last night, so Sunday, um, posted this on our socials. And to say the reaction was um, overwhelming would be an mm. understatement. Mario Goetze, heavily linked with FC Cincinnati. Yeah, so you tweeted this. Mm. Uh, you said that, was he having a medical? Now, uh, a lot of people were going, oh, what's your source? What's your source? We never tweet anything that's just. Well, I don't just like try and wind people up. Um, it's because there was a lot of multiple sources were saying that he was in Cincinnati having a medical. Now, it turns out those sources have backtracked on that. And people are saying that he is in talks with the club. Like that is confirmed. He's in talks with FC Cincinnati to come to MLS. Um, but he's not in Ohio. He's not having a medical. And he's also talking to Galatasaray in Turkey. Right. I know where I'd rather go, but okay. So just to, you know, just to put that out there, we have, um, you know, cleared that up on our socials because a lot of people are like, this isn't happening. But genuinely, I know it sounds a little bit unbelievable, but it's, it's a genuine possibility that Goetze could be going to Cincinnati. If he does then, yep. how big of a statement would this be for Cincinnati? Massive. That's huge. That's You're looking at one of the biggest signings in MLS history there. Because He's of his easily. age. What is he, 28? Yeah. 28 years old, playing for Dortmund in Bundesliga, coming over to play in MLS. That's, that's, that's huge. Well, I mean, rumours are that he has had a few problems like uh, with his health. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly not going to stay at Dortmund. But... Even despite that, the guy's a World Cup winner. Yeah, you take a risk on um, Goethe. Did he win the Champions League when he was at Bayern as well? I presume he did. Presumably. Yeah. Well, he won a load of Bundesliga. Yeah. So, he's again, it's that winning attitude that we're talking about with uh, Orlando and Portland where you've got the players that, like, Orlando bringing Nani in, who's won all these competitions yeah. and made them better. Uh, it's happened so many times before. Rooney going to DC made them better. It's the mentality, isn't it? We yeah. talked about it with Nani leading the group. Rooney grabbing the team by the scruff of the neck, dropping deep for the ball. Come on, boys! Like yeah. you know, it's it's he's won the World Cup. He scored a goal in the World Cup final. Mm. You know that that's that's huge. Now whether it happens or not, I don't know. But the the fair play to Cincinnati because what is confirmed is that they they threw that out there they threw an offer out there yeah. fair play for that because they're clearly hungry to turn their fortunes around we've seen them start to do it at, at the MLS's back tournament but they're really going to need to kick on now uh, and I think um, I mean Frankie Almeida is is a great player mm. and he's going to make them better and he showed that with a, a, you know, sort of a couple of great moves and a goal, great goal against, against Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to really say that um, but having someone who has a proven track record. Okay, it may take him a while to settle and get yeah, back yeah. into match fitness, but he's got a proven track record. That's going to make them better, and it's suddenly going to take Cincinnati from being that, with respect, that joke side at the bottom, mm. who you think, oh, well, they're not going to do anything. It's a surprise if they score a goal against LAFC, let alone you know beat them. It's going to take them up a few notches. Remember DC before Rooney? They were, despite the history, they were that joke side. Yeah. They were playing the matches on a, a park field. They had a, a blow-up shirt behind the goal. 
And then suddenly the Rooney signs and it takes them to that next level yeah. and they got a new stadium. So uh, I think this could have a similar effect, but it's it all depends on where uh, Goethe is in his you know rehab and stuff like that. So how fuming? How fuming will Bex be? When he sees that Cincinnati have thrown that offer out, you're not telling me he's not jumped on that bandwagon. Maybe, but I mean, Miami, uh, uh, shall we do another? Who have Miami been linked with this week? Because I don't think this is going to happen anymore, but still. Shall been we spin the them. wheel? Yeah. Oh. 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 Of course, this week, uh, they were linked with Willian. And they put an offer in as well, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, Arsenal or Miami, that's that's his choice. Are you talking about uh, soccer or are you talking about where to live? Because I've <laughs> been to London and I know where I'd rather live. This is true. It's a great point. We've had some nice weather this week in the UK, but Miami, <laughs> I would much rather... Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, it, it does look like he's signing for Arsenal, which you can't blame him. You know, it's his one last big contract yeah. in England uh, but still being linked and they put the offer out there this is the first time it's only been rumours you know oh they've put an offer in for Vidal yeah. and they've promised Messi can have a, a mansion or something uh, but this is the first real concrete offer that we've heard yeah. they've put out and if that's the quality of player that they're looking at then I don't know maybe they've looked at Goethe and thought we, we want our first marquee sign to be someone who isn't kind of coming back from injury or health issues so maybe they're allowing Cincinnati to do that. But Just before we wrap up as well, can we uh, just give a shout-out to Andrea Perlo, the new Juventus manager? Yeah, former New York City FC. <laughs> You've, you did that tweet as well. Right, this winds me up. Can we just say, okay, so uh, what's this podcast about? MLS. Yeah. And so I tweeted, say, it was the same when Henri signed for Montreal to be the coach. I said that he he used to play for New York Red Bulls and he's now at Montreal as the coach. Same with Perlo. We're an MLS podcast. So I tweeted saying former New York City midfielder Perlo's joined. It wasn't a wind up. Everyone was like, are you winding us up? Well, no, he's only of interest to us because he played in MLS. Yeah. And uh, I, I just looking at that appointment just to go swiftly to the Sierra mm. UK show as we do uh, how do you think that's I, I, I don't know I think he's a big gamble from Juventus I don't know anything about Perlo in terms of his coaching ability it is a gamble because they're a huge club mm. but I think maybe with Sarri we saw it didn't go well at Chelsea I think they probably need someone who's almost come from within you know, I think sometimes yeah. you look to a little bit of security the, the Lampard at Chelsea you mm. see the, the, the managers following Sorry, are appointments from almost within. True, um, but considering that the the sacked Sari the day after not making it to the winning the league, but not making it to the quarterfinals mm. of the Champions League, that's a to get sacked after winning the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, big pressure on him. But good luck to him, and and it's it's nice to see the likes of Lampard and Perlo, uh, Henri, these former MLS players that are that are now coaching because. The benefit for this, for me, for MLS is, and you look at Vieira as well in France, is that these there's still that arrogance, that sort of looking at MLS and and you know Farmers League or whatever you want to call it. But the more managers, these great players that have played in in MLS who are now managing, yeah, 
they're going to have a bit of respect for it. So then they're going to be watching MLS. They're going to be like, well, I like him. Let's bring him over. Or, or why don't you go on loan to MLS? It's a great league. So it can only benefit the league. Yeah, no, 100%. And hopefully he'll have a word with Ronaldo and say, MLS is all right. Go over there. Uh, into into Miami, put a bid in. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, as that's it, we're gonna have to finish the show. Um, I, I don't need to talk anymore about any soccer that's happening. So uh, let's just do the game with a changing name, round it up, and uh, and move on. Yeah, nothing to do with the final or anything. Um, so the uh, <laughs> the player on the game with a changing name today started his career at Southend United only a few years ago in 2017. Right. Made 53 appearances. Okay. Moved to Brentford in 2019, only played twice, hmm. and is now an MLS player. So are you a young player then? Yes. Currently 20 years old. The, the problem is, you're going to tell me this, and it's like last time, where you're going to tell me, I'm going to go, oh yeah, I know. But I know MLS signings, but I, I can't picture where they've been signed from, especially when it's a club like Southend and Brentford. If you said, oh, he played for Arsenal and Man United, it got yeah. straight away. But South End, I don't know any South No, I, I hadn't heard of it, but I presumed that you may have seen in the news because it was a new signing. So, um, you ready? Go on. It's New York Red Bull's new young designated player, oh, yeah. Drew Yearwood. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> yeah, that was recent. Was it last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so he's going to wear number 16 at yeah. New York Red Bulls. Uh, again, looking to youth. That seems to be their new uh, mm. new philosophy. Not looking to spend much money. Uh, looking to, to youth some young, hungry players. Obviously, they had Josh Sims yes. uh, last season as well. So uh, good luck to Drew. We'll be uh, following his journey. He's another part of the MLS UK show family now. Yeah, and uh, again, point out there, where would you rather live? New York, New Jersey or uh, South End? Yeah. Great point to end on, I think. <laughs> uh, right, thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. Again, we'll be back next time. Go on. Good luck to Orlando. It's Orlando versus Portland in the final of MLS is back. Good luck to both teams. Um, I'm not being biased, but uh, we'll be back next time with the uh, response, the aftermath to that. Who oh. knows? I might be wearing oh. this shirt again. If Orlando win, can you get a nanny one instead? No, I'm not getting <laughs> I've checked. We don't do purple. Lions listening. Let's do this. Let's go. Um, it's been an, what a journey it's been. <laughs> I cannot wait for this final. It's going to be so, so good. Uh, good luck to Timbers as well. Let's just enjoy it. And uh, we'll have a full, full review, full report, maybe, uh, on the next episode. But... Yeah. Vamos Orlando. Remember to subscribe on YouTube. Remember to subscribe on your podcast provider. Give us a rating as well. Please be five stars. Anything less, then we don't uh, we don't want it. And uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.